So, hello, welcome to episode 18 of Salad Class. Myself, Ollie Warner, and Glyn Price, as always. How are you doing, Glyn? I'm okay, yeah. It's been a bit of a bit of an up-and-down week, hasn't it? Obviously, progressing in the yeah. cup, Ollie, and then uh, sort of first league loss under Danny Coyne. So, some positives and negatives this week, but um, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting one to cover. Yeah, interesting one to cover. Obviously, yeah, as you said, um, you know, lots of goals, that's one thing mm, to say. Yeah. Um, so, we've had, what is it? Four, four plus five, so nine goals this week. So yeah. quite a few goals to watch, um, and obviously um, Faye uh, or Ekaburi has scored quite a few goals. Yep. So that's good, positive. So yeah, being lots of positives. Um, you went to both games. Um, I was travelling to London on the um, on the Thursday, so I decided to watch it from home, and I went to Wickham as well. So I caught up with you there. So yeah, plenty of talking points to go through. We'll obviously, obviously talk about um, manager yep. um, position as well. Still so need one. <laughs> we do still need one. Yeah, I think that's that's no. That's no disservice to Danny Coyne. Nope, he said he didn't want the job. So I think it's probably worth jumping into the FA Cup game and cracking on. That's a loose header. Falls to Hibbert. Hibbert shoots on the volley. What a goal from David Hibbert. Almost knocked down from Hibbert. So Salford 1, Shrewsbury Town 3. Um, interesting, obviously, watching on um, on TV. I was getting mm. really, really annoyed. James <laughs> Richardson, who I really, really like from the um, Totally Football Show um, podcast and also from, um, obviously, when you did Channel 4 um, Italian Football. football. Yeah. Um, but he was saying that, um, it, you know, it's going to be a big shock if Salford don't win. Yeah. Um, and then the guy who was doing Adam Virgo or someone like that, yeah. um, who was doing that was set, called, called us Macclesfield, and during the game said that you know the the, the bullet header um, was the wrong player. Uh, so I don't know where they get these guys from. <laughs> you should have come um, to the game, Molly. You'd have been less annoyed. <laughs> I would. Have been, I was really annoyed. Yeah, it was gave me something to whinge about on Twitter. I guess. Right. Um, so so obviously as we said, three one. Rooney scored for Salford. Um, Faye got um, two, and Doherty got a, a superb goal. Yes. Um, it was the same team that started, so Arnold and goal, Emmanuel Sadler, Waterfall Beckles, Grant sitting with Doherty, Norburn, um, and Lauren in um, in the midfield. Diamond, Faye, and Holloway up front. Um, so obviously, you went to the game, Glenn. Yep. So like, how was your trip, and what was your kind of first thoughts on team selection? Yeah, it was a trick, wasn't it? Because it was absolutely freezing in the middle of the week, wasn't it? And I think that a lot of fans had maybe got put off with it being cold and it being on telly. But I think we took a reasonable number. I can't remember how much it was now, but certainly over 200, 300, something like that, maybe even four hundred. Um, it was good, good noise from the town fans there. But yeah, so I went up early in the afternoon and um, got a decent parking spot just down the road. Walked up the ground, and I think I really went, Ollie, because I think you know. The Salford story is quite interesting, and, and the, the sort of sway and the money they've got behind them now that they're probably going to be a football league club at some point soon. Obviously, they're riding high up in the conference. So I thought, well, it's a ground I can go and do, and if they come up, it's one I don't have to go back to in, in League Two, and, and I can say I've done it as part of the '92. So it was nice, and, and yeah, it's interesting walking up there. They've got these cool floodlights with like red sort of neon sort of lights around the, the main lights, and the stadium's obviously been redeveloped since the Class of '92 documentary. Ollie, they've now got two new stands as well. Um, so it's quite a neat, tidy little ground, um, and it was good. Met, met we a few town fans up there that I know um, Tyrone Marshall who's, who's a friend of mine that's actually started he's just moved to the MEN um, covering Manchester United and Man City so he was telling me all about how the next day he was going to be going to Pep's his first press conference with Pep so I was like well there you go from sort of Salford on a Wednesday night to his first press conference with Pep on the on the, on the the Thursday so there you go it was a bit of a change for him but yeah all in all it was worth the trip up there and obviously the result helped but um, yeah it was, it was a nice little trip Ollie to be fair other than freezing to death Cool, cool. Yeah, I had a, I had a merry, uh, a merry, a, a message from my um, berry mate, um, saying please beat them. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously he's saying, you know, obviously from their perspective, it's another, a more, another club, and more competition. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a quite a congested area up there, isn't it? So um, a lot of clubs. Yeah. So yeah, he was quite pleased. I think that we won. He was, and 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 I suppose we should turn to the game. Really, it was um, pretty obvious from early on, Ollie. I thought that. Uh, we got control of the game very early and, and 
it was much different to the first leg. And obviously you saw it on TV and you could probably say that as well. But it just looked from the first five minutes of seeing how we approached it, the sort of press much higher and, and quicker. It just looked like we were playing the same formation and the same team, really, because it was the same formation and the same team from, from the first leg, uh, first leg, sorry, the first game at our place but it was just it was there was a different vibe about it it just looked like we were, we were up for it a bit more oh yeah it was um it was not quite men v boys no but there was a huge clapping quality you know you could see that Shrewsbury Town came out we bossed them um we dominated possession um we were you know just dominated the entire first half yeah. it was it was very very one-sided and a huge change um from obviously when we played them at our place um obviously when Askey was the manager um, and the players really put a good shift in. Yeah, they they certainly did, and and you could just see it on, on the ball, especially the four midfielders. They really got to grips with it early on. I think I tweeted after about four or five minutes, the midfield have got control of this, and 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 it was pretty obvious from whether you were there or whether you were watching on TV. To be honest with you, that they they just had the the comfort, the time on the ball. Maybe whether they had a little bit more time on the ball, I'm not too sure, but they certainly made use of the time they had on the ball. Yeah, they, it felt like they had time. I think it was just. It was just again. It was just for me. It was just the quality of the yeah. players just shone through, yeah. um, and their collective. You know, so obviously when we played them before, we were quite disjointed and we weren't really performing as a team. Now it was like that multiplier effect of all the better players, yeah. and, and also oh, we'll come on to Grant. I'm sure we'll talk about him. Um, just his performance, he just kind of yeah shone. Um, but it didn't take us that long to get some efforts and. Nope. Throughout the whole half, we had, we were consistently creating chances. A great effort from Ollie Auburn, and there's a great effort from Faye, which got deflected and saved. That was really Chris unlucky. Neil made quite a few good saves. Yeah, yeah them first two were sort of both well done by Chris Neal, who had a good game in goal for them. He to did. Him. Without him, we'd have been much further ahead at half-time. And, and, and to be fair, you know, it's nice to see an ex-town player still doing a decent job for a team and um, could well be back in the Football League with them next season, depending on how things go. But yeah, I mean, the one he saved from Faye was a really good save, I thought, because it took a really ho- horrible deflection and normally you just see those sort of sail over the keeper as they're diving away and he got a good hand up to it um, so yeah I was quite impressed by Chris Neal from those two saves anyway yeah no it was a very good save and yeah I'd say him and him and Rooney are probably the, for me they're probably their better two players yeah, yeah I think that's fair as well um, yeah. yeah so for me I thought the half was kind of dominated by good passing and moving from town our movement was much much better from when we played them at home yeah um, and the pressing as well worked was really effective as well and again like we said in, when we played them before they struggled when we tackled them and this time I think we were even more intense um, and they couldn't quite handle it. Yeah, it, it was just all round a good watch to be honest with you sitting there as well. You know, we were watching <laughs> watching this game sort of evolve in front of us and the, the funniest thing about being there, Ollie, was you could sort of hear this hum all the time and um, they had this thing called the back cam there. I don't know if they, you know, it probably obviously Yeah, saw I've it. seen that. And it was like a massive drone that was sort of hovering behind the Shrewsbury end. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> so it was like weird. Every now and again he thought someone was mowing a lawn or something. But yeah, I'm sure it looked good on the TV. But um, yeah, regardless of whether you were watching the way we played from the back cam or whether you were standing on the terrace behind the goal it just looked it just looked much more like what we should be expecting our team to be playing like yeah no definitely yeah. Um, and yeah we went in obviously um, we, we did score a goal um, in the first half so um, it was really interesting I don't know if you could tell this um, from TV but Beckles was down on his on all fours oh right no couldn't. and he was being sick no no I didn't notice that at all. No. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he was being sick on the on the ground. So that took a bit of time. Jeez. Oh, um, and then the, then the um, the corner was taken. Waterfall comes flying in with a bullet header, hits the post, and Faye there cleans up. Yeah, um, he did. It was a decent goal. Um, and again, Faye showing that he's that kind of um, natural goal scorer. Yeah, Waterfall was unlucky not to score. Really, probably should have done in, in retrospect. Brilliant header. But um, yeah, good header, and, and he's he's getting much better. He's been doing all right all season, I suppose, on the attacking corners. He's been winning his fair share of headers. Um, and it the goal, the thing I like. 
liked about the goal most was it sort of like shows Faye that he's a bit of a poacher as well if you need him in that situation you know it was just a little sort of smart clean up pop it in pop it home you know you don't have to score world class goals all the time and that's what we want we want a striker that can do a bit of that and, and we'll talk about that at Wickham because I think his second his goal at Wickham was a different type of goal and shows his qualities but this one is the sort of thing I also want to see a Shrewsbury striker do which is just clean up and score the easy goals and you know start getting yourself towards scoring 20-25 goals a season which we're away off yet but yeah I think that was one of the more positive things for me is that he was there just to, to, to tap it in really yeah no brilliant finish and uh, tidy um, and then um, half wasn't over yet and then um, Lawrence absolutely smashed the post oh yeah um, which w- which was a fantastic shot and that would have been a nice way to end the half it would have been really and he was he was unlucky because I've watched the replay back and he shapes his body so nice to sort of just curl it around Neil um, Neil's, Neil's not getting it he's, he's full length sprawling for it and we just were playing some really nice stuff and, and that would have really capped it off and it, it would not have been unfair for us to sort of go into half time you know having been 2-0 up because we, we certainly deserved it to be fair yep no I totally agree with that so what was the kind of the atmosphere on the the terraces at half time it was good they'd sold out hot food which was not ideal <laughs> so no. people were looking for a bit of hot food we're, we're not we're not in the best of spirits but um yeah it was it was nice actually and i think that you know there was a it was a confidence of it it's not often huge town fans get to be a bit smug at, at a smaller club and there was a sort of like in a, you know i quite like it when town fans can be a little bit arrogant about things every now and again and so there was just a, a confidence that we were going to go on get another goal finish this off it just it felt like it was just coming and, and it was it was nice to really to sort of be a part of that really i suppose yeah no that's <laughs> quite funny yeah they it's interesting you mentioned the fans the Salford fans I don't know if it was just a few chaps near the mic and what we could hear on TV but they were whinging like mad I I get the impression just from like just hearing the, the, the tones and the the the, the, the voices I could hear on TV that I think the Salford fans thought they were going to win this game quite easily yeah I, I suspect so because as I was walking out um, I followed the sort of a, a lad and his dad uh, walking away from the Salford game and they were sort of complaining about how you know they were saying no, it was Shrewsbury's quality that really did for us at the end but I would expected us to be better than that I expected us to you know I didn't expect us to lose 3-1 so I think you know even from listening to what Salva fans were saying there I think there was an expectation that you know they did the job at home and it was just a case of converting the sort of the, the leg at home into to victory for them but you know it, from from the way we played in the first half I don't think they would have been thinking that at that point because it had been fairly um fairly one way they 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 had a little bit of a go at us but nothing that was really too worrying for Arnold or the defenders so um yeah no. I, I thought that was fair to be honest with you and um yeah, and, and so yeah, second half started off really, and, and I don't know, it's difficult because maybe we weren't quite as good in the second half, but obviously we scored two goals, which is which is the weird thing about it, but um, I still think we were completely in control, and as much as we didn't maybe create something in, as much in the first sort of bit of that second half, you know, Grant could have just played the rest of the game in slippers, to be honest with you, he was so comfortable on the ball, um, certainly for me one of his standout performances, and he's had a good good few now that have been good. But um, yeah, you know him and Doherty and and Norburn and Laurent were just having having the free reign in the midfield really to just pass it around each other and um, yeah, it might the, the life might have come out the legs of the, the strikers a little bit at the start, but it, it came back as it went on, so that wasn't too much of a problem. Yeah, I'd say obviously as you said, we weren't didn't we were, didn't dominate the game as much. No, um, I don't know whether they had a bit of a rocket at half time. Possibly, yeah. They didn't really try to play football, did they? They just kept you know, launching it forward. You kept hearing um, their manager shouting, "Pass it forward, get it forward." Um, <laughs> And they weren't that effective going forward, were they? No, they weren't. To be fair, and it was it was strange. Yeah, the same two strikers that played in that home leg. It was Rooney and and 
the ginger lad up Gaffney. front. Gaffney. Gaffney, that's it, yeah. And he, he got a bit of a, a big bad knock during the game. It looked like he was going to He off. did, yeah. So I don't know whether that was what affected him as, as the game wore on in the second half. But um, Rooney obviously had his say later on. But I, I thought that um, if we're going to talk about how well Shrewsbury did, let's give our centre-backs credit because I think they dealt with them too much better in this game. Um, and, and Waterfall and Sadler were exceptional you know, in terms of snuffing out anything that came near them. They got right They got right up a molly, which was the thing I was noticing. Yeah, which, they which did. Helped, and they, which helped. Yeah, and it was one of those games that Waterfall's going to do well, isn't he? If they do that, he's, he's, he's kind of going to come to the, the fore. Um, and he's, I think he's getting better, Waterfall, to be fair. Yep, no, he's definitely... I said this at Wickham, actually, to, to someone. I don't think it was you. I think it was to one of our friends that was there. He's starting to win people around, isn't he? And, and yeah. if you can just put consistent performances in that are good and get the goal out occasionally here. And, and let's be honest, the main thing you've cut out, Ollie, is mistakes. And, and yeah. you know we'll come to Wickham, and I'm not really sure you can hang too much of a blame on him for those goals. But he certainly has cut out the mistakes and is now looking like the solid player that everyone at Wick- Lincoln told us he was. So yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised to see he's winning people around, um, which would be remarkable because he was a prior at the start of the season. Yep, <laughs> yep, definitely. So um, for me, I've described this as um, Docked. He decides we need to score another goal, <laughs> <laughs> so he gets the ball almost near the touchline, um, out wide on the right flank. Uh, does his man. Runs inside, does that fallback again? Who we had had a poor game. Yep. Um, in the first in the um, in the first game, um, Doxy runs in, runs in towards the box, and at this crazy narrow angle, absolutely smashed into the back of the net. Um, and have you seen the goal on the, on the back cam? Yeah, I've seen it on the back cam. I've seen it on the on the replays as well. And uh, I have to say, watching the replays does not fill me with as much joy as watching this as it happened live because it was one of those ones where it reminded me a little bit of Rodman last season, where he sort of got the ball on the wing and did that little run and then crossed it in and it was going in or Faye he- or um, Toto headed it in. Do you Toto, remember that goal? Yeah, Bristol Rovers. And it was like yeah. you were watching it developing. You were like, hello, oh hello. Hello, and then he just kept running in and in, and then eventually, when he hit the shot, because of the terrace being behind the goal, there was a lot of town fans there. We couldn't actually see when he hit the shot from where we were standing because we were right down on the right hand side, and all we heard was just, you know, you heard him wallop the ball, and then just a massive cheer erupted, and you knew he'd scored. And then he ran right behind the goal, right past where he we did. were standing. I took a really, really good video of it, and it was just one of those ones where it was just, it really reminded me of that that goal by Rodman at Bristol Rovers last year. Um, and those are always fantastic occasions when you when you have that build up, and you just think, whoa, this was a hell of a finish, and. Yeah, it looked... yeah, maybe you could play the video now. Maybe play the audio in now. Yeah, quite good to hear. So it sounded good on the night, and um, it, it certainly uh, it certainly was. And um, it's one of those ones where you, you're watching on TV, and you can just see the fans like jumping up and down, like just going absolutely mad, like a sea of craziness. <laughs> um, yeah, and that moment when, and it was that moment then when I was like. Oh, I wish I'd gone now. That that found that moment when you're watching it on at home and you're like, damn it, I wish I was in that and that crowd. And then obviously the town fans were full of voice. Yeah, it made it. It definitely made it worth it. It was, really was a a fantastic moment in the season so far. And um, you know, we've talked about the, what it was like for fans, but it was a hell of a finish, Ollie, wasn't it? From that angle to just smash it into the top of the net. That that is a sign of a, of a bit of a quality player, isn't it? Yeah, and for those who haven't seen it, um, I urge you to watch. It's on the BBC website. Um, 
he it's in between Neil and the post, but it's so fast you can't really criticize Neil. I no. think it's a bit harsh no. to criticize the goalkeeper. Um but it was yeah, it was an absolute thunderstrike. Yep, strength and power and then more power in the shot really. That's what that's what that proved to him and um yeah, I want to see that consistently from Doherty week in, week out. because um, if he can do that he's, he's definitely gonna go on to do better things than playing for us. So be interested to see how he develops and whether he can get that consistency into his game. But um yeah, great goal, great moment. Um I should just say really Ollie, there was another moment I think it happened just before this goal. I put it later on in the agenda, but I think it happened just before this goal where what would have been the greatest goal ever scored by a Shrewsbury Town player in the history of the club was almost scored, where a ball was bouncing around the box of a corner and Omar Beckles attempted a perfectly executed overhead kick. And the only thing wrong with it was he hit it straight at the keeper, Ollie. But other than that, it would, if that had gone in, I was, I, was saying to, I was saying to my friend Ty that was there, I probably would have just walked out because you would never see anything better than that. <laughs> Would it have been a glen, glenasm, a glen orgasm? It would. It would have been from last season. Yeah, it would have been as good as when uh, um, Grandison scored at Notts County all those years ago, and he went on that mazy run from the halfway it line. Was the, it was the um, it was the Rodman goal at Bristol Rovers, wasn't it? That had the glen. That was the glen, yeah. yeah I haven't had any, just went absolutely mad. I haven't had any of those too much this season, but I was close. If Beckham would have scored, I, I would have gone mad. But um, no, that was a bit unlucky as well. And um, yeah, actually, around that time as well, there was another funny moment where the um, the Southwood PA announcer came on. And he said, the owner of a black Volvo registration, blah, 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 blah. Um, you've parked blocking one of our neighbours' drives. I wouldn't leave it there too long. Our neighbours can get a little bit feisty, <laughs> which, was, which was quite interesting. I suspect there were some very angry uh, people from Salford ready to put the windows through of a black Volvo. So um, that was quite entertaining as well. But it uh, wasn't quite as entertaining when uh, the next Salford attack happened because they, they got one back. Yeah, it was, they just started lumping the ball forward, really, didn't they? They just did. down the flanks. Um, so it was a, a, a ball from deep and from one of the flanks on the left their left back position um into the box um sad the kind of miss I don't know I don't know whether it was just the fact that kind of Rooney was in a better place to him or it basically it was kind of went over Sadler's head yeah um and he, I don't know if he just misjudged it or Rooney just kind of like used his strength um, and then just headed it over the top of Arnold mm. um it was a frustrating not going to blame too Sadler too much it's just one of those kind of flight into the box and kind of just misjudged it um and then went straight over Arnold's head I don't, don't think he could really do anything about it and no. at that point it was game on um and I was hoping the game was going to finish at that, that scoreline because I'd put a bet on for Shrewstertown 2-2-1. and oh, So I would have won 80 notes. <laughs> um, um, so while we did score later on, I was kind of like, oh, that would have been nice. No, oh, unlucky, unlucky, mate. Well, I'm glad we scored another because uh, I was there and I wanted to see more goals. And to be fair, the, after they scored that goal, and we should, I, I would agree with you there, Rooney, is just, it was just good movement from him. It was, it was a bit of class that you don't normally see in a conference team, I imagine. And he, judged, he judged it well, perfect. didn't he? He yeah. judged the ball, yeah. the flight of the ball really well. But after that goal, what was it on? I think it was, I'm just trying to have a look now on the agenda how long ago. It was 77 minutes yeah, that he so scored. There was just that sort of 10-minute period there, probably the only period of the game where I really worried about um, Salford breaking us down. And they did have a couple more sort of half chances and and came out came at us a little bit more um but yeah i suppose the biggest moment of that was that their shout for a penalty which which on the night i was said no way but looking at the replays i can see why south fans were going mad about it it was definitely a penalty yeah, it was, wasn't it? not only did he block him off he also put his leg across him and blocked him <laughs> off um it was definitely a penalty yeah in real time i was like i was like when it first happened i was like oh oh oh, oh no no then, then the referee just kind of played on. I was like, "Yeah, that was definitely not a penalty." Then, yeah, watching it back, 
it was a penalty. Yeah, but, it definitely, definitely but was. But on the night being there, it definitely wasn't Ollie, so it's fine. And, it, and the referee <laughs> agreed with us. The referee was interesting, actually. He, he let a lot go in the game. He was a lot of free kicks that you would have normally seen in League One. He was just happy to let everything go, which made for a bit of a more entertaining game at times. It was a couple of 10 minute periods where it got a bit dull and attritional, but I thought the referee was, was fair in letting things go. But maybe he let that one go a little bit too much, to be honest with you. And um, it would have been harsh on us to have gone 2 2 at that point because we'd been in control of most of the game. So. Um, that was it, really. And then, yeah, I thought we did a good professional job at the end. And I see in the post-match interviews, everyone said professional a couple of times. And we just saw them out then from that period on. And uh, obviously then had a bit of skill and ability to kill them off with a third right at the end. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice a nice bit of play. Again, a, a theme of the game where we just picked their pocket. So Laurent tackles the central defender. Um, he runs into the box. He does a, you must have been straight in front of you, Glenn. He did a sweet yep. drag. Yeah. Um, with his right foot as the defender came skidding in. Yep. So that was pretty cool. That was almost like a slow-mo motion. And then he shot on his left, keeper blocked it, and then the ball came to Faye, took a touch, and then smashed into the back of the net. Yep. Again, repeating myself, natural goal scorer in Faye coming out again. Exactly. And it was a really, really nice finish. And he's there. He's got the pace to keep up with those attacks. You know, yep. When you've got Holloway, he's never normally up in that situation because he no. might have been coming from midway. And when Laurent breaks with that pace, he's just he's just not up there. So Faye's pay, pace is really helping us at the moment. And I think I'm going to say the same thing at the Wickham game as well. But um, yeah, I think it wrapped it off. It was interesting. There was when, when they announced six minutes injury time, everyone was like, oh my God, oh my God. And then we scored in it. So actually, it was fine. We could have six minutes injury time. Everyone. Yeah, there's a few injuries, <laughs> isn't there? And a few knocks down and stuff. So it, while it, it six did feel quite a lot of the time, I would expect it like four or five. Um, but there was quite a few injuries actually. Thinking back, wasn't there? Yeah, there was uh, quite a lot. on the night I wasn't very happy about it, Ollie. But uh, no, look, I'm sure you back, weren't. And everyone was shocked at the time. <laughs> there we go. Looking back, I was a bit miffed. And yeah, that was it. Really, massive cheers and. Um... The whole, uh, say, like we talked about the love being back on the podcast last week. All the players came right over to the terrace, and it was good. There was a lot of respect there from both both sides, I think. And then everyone sort of cleared off the pitch, and then Danny Coyne walked over last, and really was clapping like a boss at that at that point in time. He really knew that he wanted to let the fans know, and I know we've talked about why this is important. And it was good to see him, you know, respecting those fans that had gone up on a Wednesday night in the cold. And um, that's exactly what you want, really, when you travel all that way. So yeah, it was it was good and. Uh, Back in the car, KFC and home, and that was that was a nice productive Wednesday into the next round of the cup and uh, Scunthorpe at home. Yeah, it was a, a, a decent result, and obviously we've got Scunthorpe next, haven't we? So I'm not sure how excited I'm about that one. <laughs> not very, by well, the sounds of it, Ollie. <laughs> no, are you? Well, I suppose it's better than Scunthorpe away. Let's let's leave it at that. And yeah, it is definitely yeah, winnable. Not... They're below us in the table, Ollie. Yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely winnable tie, and yeah, hopefully we can get we can get the winning, then get a um, um, a decent draw. Is it on a Sunday again? Yeah, it's been moved to Sunday just... again. Yeah, no, that's rubbish. It's rubbish. Um, so yeah, so just I think we've spoken enough about Salford. Yeah, um, haven't really impressed me very much at all. Uh, for all the noise and stuff about their how much money they're spending and stuff, quite disappointed in their performance, really. Yep, no, I think so. I think that. Um... They're the sort of team that will probably, if they can get out of the conference, have a bit of money behind them to really build some good teams in the league, maybe, and, and be better than they are now. But I put that, you know, if you drop them in League One now, they'd be right down the bottom below us. I don't think they would have accrued any in the same amount of points as us. Although, having said that, you know, they've got a striker that knows how to score, and that is also important in League One. But for me, it'll be a few years till they're thinking about playing League One football. They've got to build that, that team up and build that squad up. Um, but Graham Alexander's a decent manager, to be fair, and so they've got the right man to do the job, I suppose. Yeah, they've got a director of football and they've got the right setup and the right intentions. So yep. 
be interesting to see what they do. I know, yeah, I think if if they do make it to League One, I'm sure there'll be a lot, lot of better. Bet the squad will be different, even if it happens like as quick as it can. I'm sure the squad will be different if they're in League One. Yeah, exactly. So just go for my top three from the game, really. Um, yeah, I went for Faye, uh just because two goals, but and, and just nice to see, a, as you said, natural goal scorer, knowing where the back of the net is. You know, he didn't really have too many other chances in the game. He took the ones he had, um, and I think that his pace was a constant menace to the to the two centre backs that played for Salford as well. So I thought he was really, really good. But that's unfair on. Grant, who I thought was exceptional in midfield, um, and I'm obviously coming to give Grant most of my man of the match at the moment because I just think he's such a class player. Um, so if you want to know how Grant played, just listen to the podcast last week because he was just he just cruised it like he did then. So um, yeah, really solid on the ball as usual. Um, and I gave it to Norburn as well. I thought he was he was probably effective of the of the other three central midfielders. Um, he was breaking up a lot and, and setting plays off as well. So I thought you thought those three were, were sort of standout man of the matches this week. Cool. Yeah. So I went for Grant, Faye, and Norburn for yeah, my top three. Go. Same players, just in a slightly different order. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Fair enough, isn't it? To be fair, and, and most town fans have watched it on TV. I, I doubt many would disagree with that. So um, that's fair enough. And what what did Danny have to say at the end of the game then? Yeah. So um, he was he was pretty chuffed as you probably would expect. Yeah. He said they gave everything again, as you saw at the end. Some of them left their legs out there today. I thought in the first half we didn't press them like we wanted to. We didn't have the energy, and we had on Saturday. But when you look at the chances created, um, we could have been up three or four. It was a positive in that respect. Yeah, we limited him to a few chances, and it was a hard-fought win. And um, so Danny Coyne was pretty chuffed, um, and as you probably can expect, the town fans were pretty chuffed yeah. um, as well. So um, yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone was very um, in a very happy mood. Obviously, that was. Three three wins in a row. Yeah, um, three wins under Danny Coyne, and everyone was prop- everyone was proper chuffed. Yeah, three wins in a row, first time this season as well. So that was that was progress in terms of the team, wasn't it? And um, I was going to just wrap this up by saying it was a nice night out in Manchester. But I was talking to one of the lads on in the buffet queue before the game, and I was we were talking to the, then talk, talk, talk to the ladies behind the thing, and I was talking about oh it's nice to come to Manchester, it's not too far for us. And she was very clear to point out to me that Salford is not in Manchester. Salford is in Salford. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> bit of a faux pas made there. So I will say it was. It was a lovely evening in Salford, and let's leave it at that and move on to Wickham, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. But now the attention focused on 17 years old Dave Collier against Hammond for a goal. Four out of four for Dave Collier. His fourth goal of the season. So the second game this week then was a trip down to Wickham Wanderers. Not somewhere we have much of a record, Ollie. Obviously, there's the 7-0 victory when Grant Ollie scored five. But in the league, we haven't won there for like over 20 games in the league, which is a terrible record. Um, and something I was hoping we would put right. But unfortunately, we didn't. We fell to a 3-2 um, loss with um, it's sort of the ex-players scoring all the goals. So two of our ex-players with the first two goals, Al Abd and, and Jacobson getting the first two goals for Wickham and then Samuel adding a third near the end. And our goals was uh, Holloway, who obviously played for Wickham once, and Ockenbeery um, with a late sort of uh, goal that almost got back in the game. But no, unfortunately, 3-2 in front of uh, 4,598 fans, of which 450 were from Shrewsbury. So... Start there, really. Cracking, cracking. We were both there, obviously. We should say that, Ollie. And it was a good atmosphere, wasn't it? And a lot of town fans there. Yeah, it was a good atmosphere. Um, obviously, always is, it does help, doesn't it, when you score so early? Yes. Um, to get the kind of the the, the party mood going. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good atmosphere, and town fans were in good voice. I thought certainly were, certainly were. I thought it was uh, one of those ones where we stayed with them the whole game, despite whether it was going our way or not. Um, thought town fans were in, were in good voice all the way through. So yeah, credit to the to the four hundred and fifty that made the trip. But um, one of the things I thought was really interesting, Ollie, was uh, the team 
selection was obviously exactly the same as, as the previous three games now, I think it is. And in the week, and obviously following Salford, even immediately after Salford, you know, Danny Coyne was talking about us. There's a lot of knocks, a lot of lads have left their legs, legs out there. And then in the pre-match, there was a lot of like, oh, we're going to have to have a few tests on a few. So I was expecting changes on it. I don't know about you when I saw the team selection. I was surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was in a it was in a in a pub in um, in Wickham, um, and when I saw it come through, I was very surprised. I was expecting, um, yeah, a couple of quite a few changes, especially as obviously we've played um, quite a lot of games in in this period now, um, yeah. and also we've got another one on Tuesday. Yep. So I was expecting some changes, not only because of the the number of games we played, but more because of what Danny Coyd had been saying in the week, and obviously he was playing my games with Mr Ainsworth. He was, yeah, there you go, you see, he's got it in his locker, he, should, he could be a football <laughs> manager, I don't know why he doesn't want the job. Um, it, Yeah, it's interesting, I mean, one of the other things I, I spotted before the game as well is obviously we'd scored three goals against Salford, and we'd scored three goals in the league game before that, so um, it's not usual and not common for Town to score three goals in two games back-to-back, it doesn't happen that often to us, especially with our scoring record, um, and so I thought I'd go back and have a look at the last time that we scored three goals in three consecutive games, which obviously if we'd have done that at Wickham um, would have been would have been that. And um, we hadn't done it in this millennium. We haven't done it since 2000. Um, the last time that we did it was 1995-1996, Ollie. We'd have to go back that far to find a game, to find a score in three goals in three consecutive games, which is crazy really, isn't it? It's an absolutely long, long time ago. Yeah, well, I guess, well, I guess you'd, <laughs> three is quite a lot of goals. It just well, yeah, doesn't but happen that often, does it? You'd have thought it would happen in one of our good seasons or something, wouldn't you? And um, yeah. I was quite surprised if I have to go. But even in that run... One of those games was a was a Czech trade game, you know, a football league trophy game against Lake Norin, which we won three one. And then the next game after in that run was Marine, where we won eleven two. So we've got way more than three in that game. And then we beat Burnley at home three nil in the third game in that run. And if you take away the Czech trade trophy game, it, that you know you say didn't consider that to be part of it, you have to go back to nineteen eighty nine or something like that since we did it. So it is interesting, isn't it? You know, you do think about wanting to see teams with playing with entertaining in, in football and scoring goals all the time. But you know, for Danny Coyne to have took it to the verge of almost doing that because obviously we got two goals and. and possibly could have got a third um, it's quite impressive actually because it is, it is quite a rare thing yeah, so yeah there you go stat attack I'm, I'm taking the stats on board this week Ollie not you <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't but it didn't matter unfortunately we didn't quite get that third goal and um, yeah I suppose we should really go through the game and um, it looked like we might have got three at one point when we uh, had a good start and, and got an early goal I was thinking we might be getting another seven like uh, the game down there a few years ago but wasn't to be was it but um, yeah we were quick out the blocks weren't we that's for sure yeah we were quick out the box and it was a it was a gorgeous first goal. It was really nice. It was yeah. a really, really good goal. Yeah, it certainly was, wasn't it? It was um, great work down the right by, uh, I think it was um, Emmanuel and, and Faye. And then yeah. sort of Emmanuel played it back to Faye. And he put a really good cross into Holloway, who, for me, did what he should be doing when we're putting balls into the box, which is running onto these headers instead of being static in the box. And he ran onto it just at the perfect time, just got his head onto it before the defender could move, who was sort of rocked on his feet a little bit, and um, headed it down, made the keeper have to make a tough save. And we were right behind it, weren't we, Ollie? It was it was a really good header. Yeah, it was one of those ones where you think the keeper's going to get to it because the keeper did react quite quickly, but it was just too fast and there was too much on it. And he was in yep. the back of the net and it was like, oh my God, it's we've only just got here. We're winning. And everyone just kind of went absolutely mad. It was, um, yeah, it was a really nice start to the game. It was brilliant, wasn't it, to be fair? One of the funny funniest things about that is as the bunch, we should just say, there was sort of like eight or nine of us sitting in a row, wasn't it? We yep. all kind of know each other through, through the away sports and... 
that was one of the better, better parts of the day actually was meeting up with a lot of the the sort of shoes that have moved away and live down London or sort of southeast way um, so it was great to meet everyone and obviously if anyone who's listening who we met on Saturday and, and sort of caught up with great to meet you all but one of our friends um, Ant who used to play for us in in the away supporters actually used to run the away supporters for a long time um, he was late and so so I was filming a video of the sort of post-match celebrations and turned around and his brother uh, and a few of our other mates were going where are you Ant where are you Ant and then about 15 minutes into the game he turned up and everyone was like it's 1-0 Ant so yeah it's always it's always good when one of your mates turns up late and as Mr Cole I think it's always quite funny yeah it's quite funny yeah so I, I came um, I brought my mate Neil who yes, came who's been to quite a few games and um, he came to the Salford game at home um, so yeah, it was quite interesting to get his perspective as well, and he was quite pleased of you know he was overall he was still pleased with um, very pleased of how we performed. Yeah, it was, it was nice like a much better team. I had a chat with him; he was good fun, and it was interesting for someone that proclaimed himself to be a Man United fan, but he actually seemed to know a lot about football. So there's there's that <laughs> that rarity it doesn't happen yeah. very often, does it? If, <laughs> so to kind of if anyone was to kind of picture him, he's like a basically a white version of Moss from the IT crowd. <laughs> he's go. very laid back. Um, yeah, he's a he's a in com he's in brackets Man United fan. He's like in brackets Leicester fan. Um, but he likes his football and he loves coming to Shrewsbury games. He's been to, I don't know, maybe 10 games now or something else. But it was his first proper away trip. Yeah, so he lives, he lives, um, he lives um, north of Warwick. So I picked him up at the train. Basically, he joined on the tra- same train as me. Yeah. And I had a few beers on the train already. So we had a few beers and it was the kind of, you know, the proper, um, you know, um, train away day, which good I man. absolutely love. So that was good fun as well. So how did you, you did something before the game, didn't you? Yeah, I, I, you dragged along a friend. I, I dragged along my son as usual. And actually, he wanted to come, to be fair. He was bang up for it. So, um, yeah, we went swimming in Bracknell in this big indoor swimming centre. So we did a nice time. And then, actually, it was it was really good because my lad's getting on to being like six and a half, sort of getting on towards seven now. And um, it's it's nice. He's able to talk to sort of the friends. And we meet at football now and give them a bit of banter. And um, I quite like him trying to shut down shut down my friends he thinks he's a right cheeky little thing but it was more a, more a case of continuing his football education I think you know yeah. Wickham away is, is one of those eye-opening experiences isn't it when you walk up to the stadium so um, that was good but in fairness to Wickham the community team had one of those outdoor inflatable goals next to the fan zone and we got there about an hour and 20 minutes before round and everyone was really friendly there and they let him play with a ball and kick it around there and yeah to be fair it was much like our fan zone really but it was a little bit more to do for the kids so I think maybe if I'm going to take any feedback back to the, our fan zone is that maybe they could run something like that there it would be be good for the kids but yeah all in all yeah. he had a good day so I know we got sidetracked from the game there but it's always good to give a bit of context of what we've been up to but um yeah we'd obviously had that good start and um we were still waiting for Ant to turn up um but we couldn't press home that advantage could we and we, we let them back into the game very quickly unfortunately yeah we did it was and it was yeah there's going to be a theme in this game <laughs> <laughs> um so it's yeah it was, yeah um they won a corner didn't they uh, yeah and um Joe Jacobson took the corner swung yeah. it in got cleared and um, we couldn't quite clear it far enough El Abs um, gets controls the ball really qu- nicely actually fair play to him yeah, I don't, know, yeah. don't know how he where he found this pace I don't know if he's been taking a lot of gels or something to try and get his speed up um, but he turns <laughs> and, at, and, volley, and kind of like half volleys into the back of the net and I don't know, I saw Mark Elliott um, before the pod and um, was saying that you know he thought that the first goal we didn't really close down fast enough mm. but I don't know I think I can see where he's coming from but I think it's slightly harsh I think it's just I th- yeah, someone maybe should have closed him down a bit quicker and reacted. 
Um, but it was it was a good it was a good tidy finish, and uh, they were obviously capitalising on that opportunity. Yeah, I'd seen what Market had to say as well. So I watched it back just on a replay a bit before, and I, th- I do think that's harsh. I don't think I'd agree with you there because yeah, we, we clear their first header from a corner, which is all you can be expected to do, and it falls to one of their players who's unmarked outside the box, but quite away outside the box, and sort of turns it back in. Maybe we should have had a man on him. Who knows? But you know, Danny Coyne was I noticed on Saturday leaving strikers and, and forward players up for corners, which is what we've been begging for, isn't it? So you know, if we'd have maybe had all the eleven players back in the box, it might not happen. But then you take away the chance of a break. So, um, but yeah, he turns it back in, and Elab just does just well. He's running onto it, takes a touch, and volleys at home. And I, I think it's hard to really criticise the defenders too much on that goal. Um, I'm not too sure about Arnold whether he could have got it, but it was sort of a bit maybe a bit unsighted. And um, for me, it was just a good goal, and he seemed to celebrate it with quite a lot of vigour, didn't he? Yeah, Labd, he sort of, you know, maybe there was a little bit of there about how Shrewsbury Town fans view him. Maybe he's aware of that. So I don't know. He certainly celebrated it like quite heartily. He did, yeah. He enjoyed it. Um, but I have to say that I don't know. We didn't really. I don't know. It was a funny game for Town, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think it's fair to say now, let's bring it up. The players, I think, were a bit tired. Yeah. Um, you didn't really realise it. Um, you know, until maybe the into third the third half. Yeah. Definitely yeah, the third, third goal. goal, but. Definitely the third goal, but I think on reflection, you're thinking about the whole, all the elements of the game. Apart from like the first 15, 20 minutes, I think we um, we did struggle a bit. Yeah, I think there's that, and I also think we may, maybe need to talk about our shape again in this game, Ollie, because I don't know. It's it's a bit of a weird one because the shape I don't think helped us at times, in, in, in no. all honesty. But then when we switched to four four two later on in the half of wingers, it was even more. It was even less effective. So yeah, it's a bit. We'll maybe talk about that in the second half about our shape and how we played yeah. it, but. Um, there was that really. I mean, it was it was. There's a few things stood out to me, but Beckles really struggled in this game. And I don't like funny it, Neil. I like Neil. The man. Yeah, Neil keeps commenting on Beckles. It's really funny. Anyone, so I've brought um, brought two non-time fans to the last few games, and each one of them have always got something to say about Beckles <laughs> and saying like, "You guys need a left back." Yeah. And we we love Beckles. He's he's a great player, but he's not a left back as we. Um, and yeah, he he did struggle in this game a bit. I think he did. And you watched the way Joe Jacobson cruised through that game really as, as, as a high quality for League One. I thought, you know, yeah. I, I think he'd probably walk back into our team, wouldn't he? To be honest with you, and he would. You know, I like Beckles. I think his defenders improved. To be fair, I think Joe Jacobson's yeah. got better at defending he was really good. as well. He was really good, and obviously come to his goal in a minute. But but I think that you know we give Beckles a lot of grief. I'd still like to throw him a bone by saying that when we play the four centre mids, he very he gets very little cover. You know, he, he, yeah. It was talking to Dom. It's just the delay as well because obviously you've got a central midfielder has to try trot over to kind of cover the space and that just leaves him exposed for a while you yeah. don't have that natural protection that he normally has no and I was having a really interesting chat with a, a friend of, of ours from the away sports actually I don't think he played when you were there but a guy called Danny Hoff and um and he was he was saying that he makes you think back to now the, the cover Rodman gave Beckles last year it was one of the reasons why he played as well as he did and that yeah. that you know those two linked up so well and they were a good unit in that respect that you know once you start taking away well a winger and not having a winger there at all or a winger like Gilead or you know some of the other small, smaller weaker players that have not quite got the experience to be able to offer that defensive side of the game it has left Beckles exposed in most games this season so it'll be interesting to see how he, he deals with it because at the moment he's, he's not having the best of times is he so um Bit of a shame, but um, the rest of the half then, really. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I don't know if you agree with me, really, but it wasn't for a free-two game. It wasn't really a very entertaining game. I know that sounds really strange, but a lot of the period was quite dull and bitty it and was broken crap, up. Glenn. Yeah, yeah. It was really crap. Yeah. Um, we didn't play very well. No. And um, and Wickham don't try to play football at all, and they just play. They play very, and you know, it's with their prerogative. They play yeah. very, very direct. But well, it works. Um, football pressing their strikers run their socks off yeah. um, that Samuel 25 Samuel for them Class. didn't have cover some ground mm. and yeah it's um, they they just get the ball wide and 
forward as fast as possible. Um, no passing really. Um, it's just it's just very direct. I wouldn't say it's long ball. It's just direct. Yeah, it was. But you know, you say that, and, and the, you know, the period between one one and then them going ahead wasn't great. It didn't. You know, it felt like we were sort of have a little bit of a go. They would have a little bit of a go. Don't we, maybe Wickham shaded it a little bit. I think during the rest of that half, but you never felt like you know. I think we were talking just for half time, and I was sort of saying, well, I'd be happy to take one one through to half time, and hopefully maybe we can either change the shape around or do something to kind of get ahead in this game. Um, but the goal by Jacobson was really a bit of a sucker punch, really, because once we went two one down, you did start to think whether that would affect them going into half time, but. Should just say what a goal! It was a good goal. It was a super <laughs> super goal. Um, so yeah, Joe Gazzaven took the took the corner. It came back to him, and then he just kind of swiveled onto his right foot. Yeah. And I don't know if it was a cross or a shot, um, no, but it, it ended shot, up right in the top corner. Yeah, you got to give him credit and say that was a shot. I think because you know he's he's got it in his locker. We, we saw him score those good goals for us, didn't we? I think there was a definitely several good free kicks he took for us. And I remember that we were trying to remember which game it was on the day, and I still can't remember now. But he scored one absolute wonder goal for us. Um, I think it was on the volley, wasn't it, from outside the box? So he's got it in him to, to hit a good strike. So I think I'm going to give him it was a shot. I think um, it was a cross. Two... You reckon it was a cross? Yeah, I think it was oh. a cross. I mean, maybe we'd have to go and look at what the Wickham uh, press guys uh, asked him because I'm sure someone would have asked him that question. So maybe we'll have to have a look at that. But um, either way, it, it was a good finish. And, and I can't really blame Arnold too much on that one. It was no, right in the top corner, you know, almost at the stanchion. Um, the only player that could have maybe done a little bit more is maybe Emmanuel could have got out a little bit quicker and when he got there he got turned a little bit too easily for me but um, again it was just a good goal we can't really be too critical about our lads and um, just a terrible time to concede really wasn't it yeah it was a terrible time to concede um, and yeah, it was just, again, a bit, a bit upsetting that it was a, another former town boy scoring. It's frustrating. Let's leave it at that, yeah. So, yeah. At that, as I say, at that point, all three of the goal scorers had played for the opposition team. So, um, it was quite quite rare, that I suppose, imagine. But um, we did have a chance just to get back into it right on our turn with Waterfall, his header. Very similar to Salford, I thought, Ollie. And yeah, it was exactly the, the same. Yeah. I, think it, I think it was the same move. Um <laughs> Deep coming in deep and absolutely sm- thunders the ball. He headers the ball with some pace, doesn't he? Yeah. And he like absolutely rocked the post. Um, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, didn't go in. I think if that goal had gone in, then that could have changed the game. Definitely, definitely, it was a big moment in the game. To be honest with you, because going in a goal down at half time does always have a little bit of a of a mental effect for you. I mean, I I got a bit of grief for saying I thought it was a sitter. I thought he missed a sitter. What? How, how much do you view it? Do you think it was an easier chance than that, or, or a harder chance? Yeah, I think. I, th- I think it's hard to score a, a, a header from a corner. I don't mm. think it's, heading is quite a difficult task. Um, I think um, so. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I'd be I'd, harsh. I'd, I'd, yeah, I think it's a bit harsh. <laughs> just going back to Joe Jacobson, I just saw Joe Jacobs, Joe Jacobson put on Twitter. Um, basically, after 450 games, he's finally scored with his right foot, and he's put a laughing face. Brilliant. <laughs> which implies maybe that it wasn't meant to be a shot, uh, or maybe he's just re- maybe he's just realised he can shoot with his right foot. So yeah. maybe. <laughs> maybe who knows? Who knows? But it, yeah, it was a bit of a gutter, wasn't it? And there was a bit of a just a deflating couple of minutes after that after that goal went in and we missed that chance. But I think Town fans stayed with it through to half time, and we were hoping they'd go off and, and maybe we'd see some changes or Danny would get at them and, and maybe tinker things around because it really wasn't working, was it? In that first half, no, it wasn't working. And, and I, I guess, well, fair play to Danny did make a change, which yep. something our former manager wouldn't have done. Um, but yeah, we struggled and they just stretched us, didn't they? They, they matched us up, but they just they just seemed to have more legs in the middle of the park. Yeah, they did. They were definitely a bit quicker, weren't they? And I think there's there's a word for talking about maybe Laurent and Auburn probably didn't stand out as much as they have done in, in recent no. games and were probably a little bit wasteful with the ball. Um, particularly and Doherty wasn't, either, wasn't really no, impressed either. No. I don't think really anyone really impressed, to be honest. No. I mean, it was Doherty got the subbed off, wasn't it? Which, which, which says something. But um, yeah. So the second half, yeah, I think Town sort of hung in there as, as Wickham pressed for the 
sort of third goal that looked like it probably would have killed us off the way we were playing. And um, I think as the game developed for me, we just went back to being a little bit toothless like we have been. I think Holloway faded out of the game, um, as we've talked about with his legs. I thought Laurent and Norburn, Ollie didn't really stand out too much. They were pretty no. wasteful with the ball and... Um, and as you said, you know, as as we said at the other day, I remember talking about this. You were, you were saying, you know, similar things about Doherty because he was the first one that got subbed off, wasn't he? Yeah, I think for me this is the, a legacy of Askey and our poor fitness. Mm. There's no way that we would have been this this lethargic um, under Hurst. No, no. Um, and I think for me this is where our lack of fitness and poor training um, cost us. Um, and I think just don't think the players had enough uh, enough gas in the tank um, to no. get through another game. No. And it was it was a it was a hard watch in the second one because Wickham's time wasting went up a notch, didn't it? Particularly oh with throw ins and all that it's, sort of stuff. And you were going mad at that. I remember yeah. you swearing Ollie in front of my small six year old child at one point. <laughs> it's quite funny actually because I just swore and I looked to my right. <laughs> Rory was looking at me, and then about two girls who were about eight. Looking yeah, there was at loads me. of kids. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> you had had a drink on the train, Ollie. We'll let you off. <laughs> yeah, I had a few beers, but um, but um, but. Yeah, I was just really, really frustrating. And yeah. well, let's talk about it now. I've never, ever seen, I don't know if you've seen this, Glenn, seven minutes injury time when there'd been no injured players. Yeah, the, it, it, it was, was, the, the only injury I remember in the game was very late on. The keeper went up for a goal. It's Stockdale in goal. It was good for them. Yeah. I'll come to him later on. But he went up to catch a ball and he just fell to the ground with no one anywhere I think near it him. Was, he, um, he I must think have been down think, three minutes yeah, from nothing. I think it was the um, assistant um, referee, the fourth official, was just like, I've had enough of Ainsworth all game. He was in Danny Coyne's um, box at some points when he was whinging. Um, and they were just, they were time-wasting. And yeah, it was really, really boring. And it's really funny, actually. You can always, you can always tell when you've hit a nerve. And I thought it was really fascinating that all season, you know, I always do my half-time and full-time kind of reviews of the, like, the half. In yep. the game, and always talk about Shrews being the opposition. And all season, I've never, I haven't had any comments from opposition fans. Mm-hmm. But this week, I had l- quite a lot of comments from Wiccan fans, basically going, "Oh, thanks for three points," and you know, "Oh yeah, you guys play total football." Uh, but the funny <laughs> thing is that they were obviously searching for those tweets. Yeah. So they maybe they get it all the time. Yeah, so they get it. They must get it all the time. And not only that, I had a load of Lin- Luton fans messaging me saying, "Oh yeah, that's typical them." So they'd obviously r- we got really riled up by them as well. So I've got loads of Luton fans, as many Luton fans as Wiccan fans, tweeting me about how terrible they were, mm. um, which I thought was quite funny. But yeah, seven minutes of just pure time wasted, and their keeper got booked obviously for for not um, for not giving us the ball back at one yeah. point as well. Yeah. But yeah, they um they're a they play to their limits, and their limits are, you know, a very small team. Um, they've got pretty much a League Two side, pretty much, and they're, they're kind of punching above their weight. Mm. Um, and while, you know, fair play to them, they're doing really well, they're doing better than us this season, I couldn't watch that every week. It was, it was poor. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I was I was going to say that then, and it's not on the agenda, actually, but um, I, on the way out, I was talking to quite a few town fans that like we usually do, and most people were using the phrase, I wouldn't want to watch them every week, I wouldn't want to watch them every week. And I'm, I'm sure that we don't play total football, but, you know, don't. I think when you look at the way the game developed, we did try to play, um, you know, and we didn't really try and lump it forward to, to anyone. We, we kept going, but, you know, you could say how we played wasn't overly entertaining to watch either, it's, but um, it was just like, Ironic that the way that their pantomime villain on the yeah. their pantomime uh, manager on the sidelines whinged about everything, but then we, they're doing that. He's, he's he's he reminds me of like the the Coin Brothers because they do just the same on the on the Lincoln sideline, um, whiter than white when it comes to being interviewed. And, yeah, but 
yeah, when it comes to their team doing the dark arts, they um, they go full throttle. There was a lot of shithousery, as they say yeah. nowadays, weren't they, from them? And to be honest with you, it, when I look back at it now, there's no surprise that Adam Alabd is the captain of the biggest shithousery club in League One because <laughs> he's one of the worst. And we should just talk about him, really. Like, although he scored, he was terrible. Like, oh, when Faye, Faye, Faye destroyed him, him a lot of the game. He, should have got, we, he could have easily got sent off. Definitely. Game. Yeah, there was a couple it's of classic, them. Classic barrier, barrier, that barrier away game when he decides to stand next to me and you. <laughs> yeah. That was quite funny. Yeah. Um, but no pace again, and got completely. And that's for me is quite, I guess, the annoying thing is I think if we'd been on our on game. our game, yeah. I think we would have got the ball to Faye, and I think Faye would have ran out a lot more, and it just didn't take twig for us to um, and in on Saturday, which is a bit uh, frustrating. I agree. It, you know, we didn't. You, we didn't. <laughs> We didn't try and utilize that channel, which where he was poor as much as we could. Yeah. And there was very little running at them, unfortunately. And and we'll come to this a bit later on when when Issa come on. But Danny Corn was screaming at them to get the ball to Issa because he could have a run at them, and they just never got it to him, which was a shame. No. But um, we've kind of gone all around the houses there, really. We but have. it was just a dull second half, really. I mean, the only things that happened is to say, sixty minutes we changed the shape. Um, we brought Gilead and Issa on, but to me. Neither of them really offered anything nah. in the game. Gilead was particularly Gilead poor had, I think Gilead had more of the ball. A lot more came Maybe. down the left. Um, but Issa was weak. And there was a few times, wasn't there, that Joe Jacobson just kind of used his strength and his oh, experience, yeah. just knocked him off the ball. You went a bit mad at that point. I, uh, I might have swore it. <laughs> yeah. And there was also a moment when Gilead is just, like, you know, in football manager terms, you'd give him a two or three out of 20 for strength. Yeah. Um, I think I did. He just can't keep the ball. <laughs> I think I did when I did the stats this year because I do them don't I for football manager I think I definitely took his strength down he's just too weak man and it, you know it, it, you think about the last sort of um, you know northeast footballer winger who's supposed to be exciting and attacking and, and sort of you know pacey and direct which is what we think Gilead, Gilead's going to be it was Sam Aston but you know what Sam Aston had a hard edge to him do you remember he, he wouldn't yeah, take he shit from been, anyone he'd, he'd put a challenge in Gilead don't want to know. He, he really, really doesn't want to know about challenges. He just doesn't get stuck in enough. And as I've been saying it all season, I'm going to stick with it until he starts showing me a bit more. He's an absolute luxury player. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he didn't help change the game at all. But the, the shape didn't really help either, you know. But I think, for me, the shape might have been better if you'd have had, say, Rodman and Wally playing on those wings, if, like last season, and they were in form. You know, bringing on two players that have not really played that much in the last few weeks, one who's hardly played at all since he joined the club... You know, you're expecting a lot for them to come on and suddenly yeah. start changing the game. So it does show you that as much as people say, "Oh, John Askey's built this brilliant squad," at the moment we're lacking in a few areas still, and, yeah. and he didn't solve all our problems. And so this is not the playoff chasing team that some people think that John Askey left us with and was unlucky. There's what, a like lot the, more problems still there. The club media manager said we're just on the edge of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> but well, um, yeah, so but I think to while we've been quite critical of Wickham um, and I think we were absolutely knackered when this happened and their third goal was quite nice bit of football by them yep yeah they did lots of nice little passes around us and and they were scrapping for the second ball when it did break down and um, to me yeah it stood out to all of us didn't it that we just sort of were standing off a little bit and just couldn't get to them couldn't get to them and, and it was a good goal and it was scored by the the man who was rightly called man of the match later on wasn't it he was a, he was a decent player for them yeah Samuels uh, um, he's, a, he's the kind of player um uh, that, yeah, he's a bit of a Paul Dickoff, kind of runs around a lot. He got yeah. cramp and people were booing him, but I think he genuinely did have cramp. Um, he seems quite a tidy player, actually. I'd be interested to like, you know, maybe see him again sometime, see how he, how he performs. Um, but it was a nice tidy finish from him. Um, and yeah, and that made it 3-1. And yeah, that was quite demoralising at that point. That was game over, wasn't it? We, we yeah. you know, I think I put the same thing. I think at 3-1, that was it. We weren't really going to get back in it. But we didn't expect them to make a com- comedy error at the back almost straight away. So pretty much the next attack, we went, we attacked them. Ball got knocked forward and the two Wiccan players went to try and get it and they both thought they were going to get it. It rolled past them both and uh, Laurent took it on, c- took three or four touches into the box um, and then played it into Faye. And, and 
let's give Faye a lot of credit for this finish, Ollie. That's a proper strikers finish, that to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was a brilliant. It was a classic, um, you know, classic strikers finish, wasn't it? Just calm across yep. the goalkeeper into the far corner. Really yeah. Um, yeah, Lauren's getting quite well. You know, Lauren is. You know, he's, in the last few weeks, he has been getting a lot more assists. So yeah, fair true, play to him true. for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a nice way to kind of nice for him to get a goal again. Um, but I, I, you know, while I'm not a fan of their tactics and not really a fan of their manager and the way they play and the time wasting, um, I, th- I think it's only fair to say that they deserve three points. Correct. I would not disagree with that at all. They, they they shaded what was a very poor game, and in a game like that, when it's as poor as it is, the the, the, the sort of tactical approach they had to it, you know, probably just about was the reason why they won. But um, yeah, I mean, they they saw the rest of the game out easily. They they did a lot more time wasting. We brought the shop on for Holloway, who was knackered with ten to go, yeah. and um, he did zero as usual. To be honest with you, um, and it does show you again we're still lacking a decent option off the bench up front when we bring someone yeah. on like the shop. So again, it shows that squad's not quite there, and quite what Angle's done. That's one of the mysteries of the moment, isn't it? Where is he? What's happened? Is he injured? Yeah. People say he's fallen out with people. God only knows. But we could do with him back, to be honest with you. Um, and we didn't look like scoring, did we? Even with the seven minutes injury time, Ollie. No, we didn't. We didn't. No, not at all. Um, Shame, oh no. Well, there yeah. we go. Danny Coyne out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and, but in terms of reflection, um, it's not the end of the world. No, nope. um, nope. You know, we've Danny Coyne's doing a great job as a caretaker manager. Yep. Um, you know, four games, three wins. Obviously, one in the cup. Um, you know, can't complain too that too much. Um, we've got obviously then the players have got a chance to kind of get another to get an, get three points on Tuesday. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Any other comments? Uh, well, talking about Danny Coyne, it was it was Danny Coyne's Barmy Army all the way through the match, yeah, wasn't it? And, it was. And, and to be honest with you, I would suspect that Danny Coyne's Barmy Army has now been chanted by Shrewsbury Town fans for more consecutive minutes than John Askey ever oh, was. Yeah, I think that's a, We obviously don't have the stats to back that up. I'd love <laughs> no, to but... have it. But I think you're 100% right. I, no way that, um, yeah, I can't, yeah, it was, um, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, you can't yes. disagree, can you? Here? No. There we go. Um, top three then for me. Um, again, I went for Faye. Um, again, I just think his pace is, is really helping us at the moment. And um, for the finish on the on the on the, on the th- second goal, class. Um, so yeah, I'm really really enjoying seeing his sort of development in the first team now. He's really coming on week by week. I think he he is getting better week on week as well as he gets more game time. Um, but I was I I only shaded him across uh, Emmanuel who. You know, we haven't really talked about it during that game. We talked about how Beckles had a struggle and there was no cover for him. But Emmanuel also struggles with the same problem of <clears throat> not having the cover of a winger, and he's dealing with it much better, which is which is odd considering they're similar types of players and he's yeah. less experienced. But it just shows he's his football brain is very very good, and when he gets forward, he's always back in time, and he's rock hard to get past. Yeah, he's 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 a bit what you call like you know it's a bit of a Rolls Royce League One fullback, yeah, isn't he? he is, he's yeah, very yeah. solid, and unlike you know Beckles hasn't got as much balance. Um, as nope. um, Emmanuel and Emmanuel got forward quite well at times as well. So yeah, I yeah it's interesting you put um, Emmanuel second because I did the same. Yeah, and you went for Faye first as well, didn't you? And the yeah, I went difference... Faye first, yeah. and then I put Waterfall third. Um... Yeah, and I went for Grant third. So I think that was fair enough from both of those. I mean, Waterfall, as you say, he's turning people around. Yeah, I think well, I, for me, I hadn't given him one in the last few weeks, so I thought I've kind of that was part of the reason why I put him in again. I think you know he's been doing well. I think interesting. Neil was commenting that he seems to be more confident. And he was organising a lot, mm. uh, so he was doing a good job there. I don't. I couldn't put any of the four midfielders in my nope. top three. No, not today. No, um, you fair. obviously went for Grant because he did have a good game. Oh, but sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. The three. Sorry, I think about it. for me there's four, but I always split Grant away from the other three because he is the different role. Yeah, defensive fielder. Yeah, yeah you're right. Of the of the three attacking ones, I would agree you couldn't put any of them in. 
No. Cool. So, yeah, I don't think there's really any other comments on that on after that. No, no, I just, what Danny Coyne had to say at the end, yeah. he wasn't too downhearted, was he? No. No, not at all. So he said, looking back at it already, I thought they matched us. He said, they pressed us and they fought for everything today and they got their just rewards. They outbattled us. We just couldn't get anything going today. Um, we were trying to get the lads to be braver on the ball. When the team pressures you like they did today, you have to be on the better on the ball. And mm-hmm. we didn't have that today for whatever reason. I can't fault the lads' effort. They put in another shift. But I thought Wickham deserved their win. They were organised, worked really hard and quite direct with the ball when getting there. They got yeah. three goals to say credit to them. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of like in terms of our conceding, he was disappointed. And then you're seeing, yeah, Adam's finish was great. Joe's was special. Um, yeah, and that's it, really. Um, obviously, and then we just kind of look forward to Tuesday night, really. Mm, yeah, Tuesday and, and obviously Saturday as well. There's a lot of games coming up. But um, I think we'll leave that week there, really. It yeah, was a, definitely. a bit of an up and down week. I say we went down one place. A, a couple of teams down the bottom put a, win, a couple of wins together. But luckily for us, Bristol Rovers didn't win. So we only, we're only one less point above the relegation zone. So... Yeah, we we could do a win on Tuesday really to set that set that right again. But um, yeah, nothing to panic about really too much this week. Um, and as I say, a chance to get to the third round of the FA Cup is always appreciated. So um, yeah, there we go. We'll, we'll leave that there. And we'll do it. We'll do a bit of an update on the manager church and yep. uh, predictions, and we'll wrap it up. Sloppy clearance. Ball passing around. So, we are still within searching for a manager. Or I say we, Brian and uh, Roland are still searching for a manager that hopefully we'll all... We'll if they want to invite us in, Glenn, we're happy to have a coffee and a custard cream. Well, apparently we got the last manager sacked, so maybe they should ask us, but <laughs> that's a whole other issue, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it's been 14 days now, which is uh, only a couple less than Hurst. I think from memory, Hurst was um, 16 days. So, time's ticking on towards that, that sort of period where we, we took... what fans considered to be too long but as it turned out to be um, a very good decision I don't suppose we can worry too much about that but um, they've certainly been getting a lot of applications on and I think that's one of the things that's obviously slowed up this whole process as well as there being two games every week which obviously delays a football club and, and you've got to deal with your, your on the pitch business as well but Brian did an update video this week I think the key thing to come out of it was that they'd had 60 to 70 applications which they've now whittled down to just a few um, but he did also indicate that there's still you know agents and people sniffing around so um, who knows other people might um other people might be applying still. So interesting though, they've whittled it down, which is good. So it's, it makes me feel like, you know, if they were doing interviews, they were done, you know, Friday over the weekend and early this week. So, um, yeah, we'll have to see, see if anyone spots anyone going to the ground. But um, he did mention that Danny Coyne, the, the way that they've won three games, had bought them that time to be able to make this decision. And I think that's fair. And they're obviously very uh, thankful for the work that Danny's been doing. So that was interesting. Um, and then later on in the week, uh, old Doigie threw his hat in the ring, Ollie. Did you see this in the press? Yeah, I saw this one, yeah. <laughs> so, a bit interesting, because he was talking about getting a director of football and having Matt Sadler as his assistant. And this was the day of the Salford game, and I wondered whether Matt Sadler had any idea what this was all about, because yeah, otherwise he must have thought, why is my name in the press as assistant manager? And what's this all about? So, <laughs> and he said that he didn't want to be a coach yet. You know? Yeah, yeah, so really that's weird. quite funny. So, what would you think about Doig? Um I don't know. He was obviously his, his press conference. I feel sorry for um, the press lads if they've got to do um, interviews with Doig every week. Because while he was fairly entertaining, he was he didn't really give a lot away. No, um, I don't know whether he's the you know was he the, was he the drill sergeant to Paul Hurst? He was the bad cop, wasn't he? Yeah, so I'm not sure, but you know. I guess he's an option, but for me, I'd rather have someone who has been a manager, um, even at a lower level. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that so for him, it's no. Just other one thing to obviously one thing that um, um, 
Brian did mention in his videos also. He was saying that you know there's a lot of high praise for for Eric, the academy manager. Yeah, we've um, mentioned him, haven't we? Yeah. So yeah, so he's doing apparently doing a really f- a fantastic job. Um, and you know, Danny Coyne's been very positive about him supporting him. Um, but also, there's been quite a few fans saying, you know, could he get the job? Which I, d- I don't think that's possible. Nah, uh, I think he's too ex- inexperienced. But you know, maybe him being a first team team coach that might yeah. be quite interesting. He obviously looks like he's got a good future ahead of him. He's got yeah. all his UEFA. He's got his UEFA A license, which he got through the Welsh FA. I was looking that up the other day, and um, he's obviously someone that also trains other coaches, Ollie. So yeah. someone that's obviously got the respect of other coaches in the game, and they're probably down the down the ladder at this moment in time. But you know, he's only young, I think. So he's the sort of guy I'd like to see develop here, and one day yeah. he could be a, a good candidate for manager if he's been a number one to uh, a team that's been doing okay. So yeah, who knows where his, his future will lead him? But I suspect he'll go on to do something at some club. So you know, it might might have to be here. Really, um, the only other managers that have really been knocking around Ricketts distancing himself in a post match interview this week. So. What did he say then? I I didn't actually look it up myself. I just saw that a lot of people were saying he's distanced himself. Um, uh, So, yeah, uh, who knows what that means. It could be trying to distance himself to to stop the pressure getting on him or who knows. But um, I still think he's going to be there or thereabouts in terms of getting an interview. So we'll see what happens there. Um, And another one that was outed as being interested was Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, Ollie. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting one. And he would have seen my views on this because he's he's quite active on Twitter. So (laughs) on the um, Saturday after the game, um, someone mentioned about him. Um, I can't remember who it was, someone who um, tweeted the podcast. So we had a bit of a discussion and I I joined Ad Jimmy to the conversation. Um, He's one interesting one, isn't he? Because he's not, for me, he's not as, I won't won't name any names, but there's some managers in there that kind of, you know, journeyman managers, let's call them that. Darren Ferguson, yeah, it's not going down well, has it? And then like, is it Cockrell or some of that? He managed, I don't know, he's managed teams to have managed virtually every club in the the league. Um, Yeah, But at least, least for me, Jimmy's obviously managed, obviously he didn't do well well at QPR, but a lot of people struggled there. He didn't do well at Northampton, but he was quite rightly pointed out to me, no one's done well at Northampton. And obviously he was fantastic at Burton and stopped us winning the league. So, and you know he's he's going to be a manager that would attract players, I think. Possibly, um, yeah, yeah. And you know maybe he could teach the club or two a thing about social media. So <laughs> maybe he could be a, a good appointment. I don't know. What's your thoughts? I'm, I'm warming to I'm warming to the idea. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd see where it goes and see what he's got to say about how he could do this. The, the interesting thing about that is of those clubs, the most the one most similar to us is a club like Burton, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and where he's obviously done well, and and maybe at other clubs he, he's he struggled a little bit more. So. Yeah, who knows? I hope he gets an interview, and if it happens, he'd be above a few of the people on that list. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. It depends on whether that Wickham result has changed the speed at which they need to make this decision. I don't think it has. I think they'll still trundle through this week. I imagine Coyne will be in charge for uh, Plymouth, and then we'll see what happens, and I suspect someone will get the job before the the, the, the FA Cup game next Saturday. So I think there's no rush for it. but I don't know. For me, I don't know. I still would fancy Flynn. I don't know why he just sticks sticks with me the whole way through. But um, if it was Hasselbank, I don't think I'd be too upset about that. Maybe. No, I've warmed to it. I've warmed to the idea since I've heard it. Mm. Um, I'm not really. Yeah, I think it was kind of wait and see. I think really with the manager and yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure Brian um, and 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 Roland will do their best to choose a good manager. Hopefully, it'll be do better than Askey. Um, but yeah. It'd be interesting to see. Hopefully, it isn't too long, though. Like, no. I think you know. I think I could maybe forgive them. Forgive them. That's quite a strong statement. But you know, I could understand if Danny Coyne was in charge on Tuesday and Saturday. Oh, really? Okay, you think that um, well. But I would. I wouldn't. I'd hope it wouldn't be that many games. I think Danny Coyne's done so well. I think that's given the club breathing space. Mm. Um, if we get, if we don't win on Tuesday, that will obviously put a lot more pressure on. Definitely, definitely. If the, if the new manager's not in until, they say, next Monday, for example, that'll have been way longer than it was for us to find Hurst, which is quite interesting. For me, I think they need to wrap this up in the next next three days this week and get a manager in 
for Wednesday and give them a chance to work with the team before the FA Cup game. I, I think that it's quite a big game to the club and that new manager bounce might actually help us get through the game, which would be useful. Um, yeah. So that's what I'd like to see happen this week. But, you know, you've got to trust them to get it right. Um, uh, and they took a long time. Hurston got it right and they, they rushed Askey through and got it wrong. So I think time is obviously uh, an important factor in this decision. So, yeah, one to keep an eye on. Who knows if a new manager is announced at some point in the next two days, we'll have to do another podcast, Ollie, but yeah. we'll play that one by ear, mate. But um, predictions, we'll wrap this podcast up now. Um, we both got it wrong last week as I say I went 2-1 win you went 2-0 win <laughs> whoops um, so uh, yeah not not to be I'm still ahead by 8 points and we've got obviously Orange Tuesday this Tuesday Ollie versus Plymouth at home in the league um, and then we've got Scunthorpe on Saturday uh, in the FA Cup so we'll predict the Scunthorpe game in a minute but what do you make of this Orange Tuesday thing wearing our orange kit for a home game traditional you know traditionalist or you're just quite happy to see this happen I don't know what do you feel about that don't really care <laughs> I, th- I think I think she play your home shirt. I don't really like this kind of like, but I guess maybe it's I don't know. Shropshire homes do put money into the club a lot, uh, yeah. So I can't. I'm not going to moan about that. Um, no. For me, I think you should be. You know, I think you should wear your home kit at home. Um, but yeah, I'm not about too fussed. Um, if we win, weird... I'll be happy for it. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one though. I don't. You know, is is the whole thing of it just as a promotion to encourage more people to come down and watch the game? I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one. I don't, still haven't really got my head around why we're doing it. But as, as I say, I'm I'm the same as you. You know, I'm, I'm not overly fussed about it. I am a traditionalist, but if it's just a one-off, and and you know, I, I tried. I did a bit of a Google, see how many other clubs have occasionally played in a different away shirt in a home game, and it is quite rare. Not a lot many people have done it. So we're trailblazers. Yeah, well, it's like safe standing, isn't it? <laughs> everyone will be everyone will be doing it next year. Um, so yeah, there we go. So we got Plymouth on 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 Tuesday. I hope we win that game. Obviously, they're not doing too well, but they got a win at the weekend, I think. So. Might be quite a tricky game, but um, yeah, let's see what happens in that one. But it's it's the FA Cup on Saturday, so what are your predictions? Scunthorpe are just below us in the table, so are you expecting us to put them away and move on to round three? I think it's going to be a draw. Oh, okay. Replay again? Yeah, I think oh, it's going to be a draw. I think it's going to be a one-all draw, and we have to have a, we have to have a replay. Well, I hope that one's on telly, because I'm definitely not going to Scunthorpe on a Tuesday night. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to go for us to get back to winning ways. I'm going to go for us to win uh, 2-0. Okay, you have 2-0 yeah, win. Okay, cool. Still quite confident about us at home, and, and the, getting the hometown fans behind us, and FA Cup games are always good for, for our football club. We always get behind them, so um be nice to see a few more town fans get down there compared to that first game, but I doubt it'll happen. So I need to go and sort a ticket out this week, Ollie. That'll yeah. be my number one job. Um, so yeah, I'll be at both games this week, Ollie. I'm sure you will be as well. Yep, going to both. Don't have to be in London on Tuesday, I think, if I remember That's my good. calendar right. So yeah, I'll be at both games. Super stuff. All right, we'll wrap it up there, Ollie. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening. As I say, Southcast has been going really well in the last six to eight weeks. I mean, it's been going yep. well anyway, but it's just gone mad um, during the whole end of ASCII and Danny Coin period and we've never had so many listens I think yeah. October was record breaking Ollie and looking at the stats now on the 25th of November we're about to break the record we set in October so yeah it's going going good and thank you to everyone for your support yeah we've got over 750 followers on the Salopcast account now whereas obviously yeah. we have a lot of debate and stuff and we always get stuff um, debates and um, views going on there so if, yeah, if you want to share your thoughts or um, with, the, with the podcast please do it through that yeah good stuff and uh, yeah uh, we'll hopefully see everybody next week and uh, yeah, back with two wins, hopefully. So, yeah, catch you next week, Ollie. They'll still trundle through this week. I imagine Doyne will be in charge for Plymouth. Um, and, and, and we'll... Sorry. 
I imagine Coyne will be in charge for uh, Plymouth. 